Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. What's your tea? What? Baby, my tea is hot and steaming. My brother is bringing his army dog to my house, and I'm going to keep him till November. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? It's a black lab. So, now wait, I didn't know that it was going to be till November. I volunteered it thinking that it was going to be like a month or two because he was because he has to go for a training that he's doing. And so I'm thinking the training is going to be like, you know, a couple of weeks, a month at the most. And so I was like, oh, I'll take him, you know, just for that month. Blah, 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 child. We was talking on the phone the other day. He was like, yeah, and then I'll just come back in November. November? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, the train is over in November. I said, so you saying that I have to keep this dog from May? I mean, from June to no, basically end of May to November. And he was like, yeah. I was like, what, Rakim? That's not what I thought we was doing. <laughs> that is not what I thought. And he was like, man, I thought you knew. I thought I told you that. Nigga, that is not what I understood. <laughs> Clearly, I must not have been listening or something because I thought it was going to be like a month, cute, blah, blah, blah. Child. That's six so, months. Baby. Oh, that's a long ass time. Oh, are you going to get attached? Watch. Um, uh, I, I don't think I, I, I like the dog because I like pets, but. I'm not gonna get attached. I don't. I'm tired of pets. I don't want pets in my house. <laughs> I was only doing it for a month because I could deal with a month. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, um, I'll just deal with it for till um till November. And he's super super. He is a not an army dog. Um, a navy dog, and so he is super trained. Like like Rakim got him. Um as a puppy and trained him because he was a um, canine trainer for the Navy. And so he got him as a puppy. They went over to 
um, Syria. Like, they done been through some shit together. <laughs> like, over wow. in Syria, bombs and shit. And so, when the dog gets over eight years old, they usually either put him down or give the option to um, the whoever the trainer was to take take them. And so Rakim took him. And so he's old and he retired. So he's like eight <laughs> years old. Well, nine, nine now. And so super just laid back and cool, but old and not old and like, you know, not like old, old, but you know, he's like eight, nine years old. And so he ain't gonna piss all over my house, <laughs> piss the shit all over my house. He gonna be, he gonna be straight. He's just a cute, cute little black lab. He's so nice. And his you gotta like him. Yeah, I love him already. I, I've been around him before, and he's sweet and nice. But I didn't, I can't, I didn't want to deal with that sweet and nice for months and months and months. <laughs> <laughs> but I already told Rakim, I said, baby, when I need to travel, honey. He's gonna be put in a um a boarding place, <laughs> and you're gonna have to pay for it. <laughs> so that's that's the caveat, honey. If you want to pay for, if you want me to keep him for that long, because you know I travel and shit. So and I done got vaccinated, bitch. I'm trying to hit these motherfuckers straight. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm like, hey, he gonna be going to boarding, and I'm gonna send you my invoice and bill, darling. So yeah. <laughs> So would getting COVID be the same as getting vaccinated? Getting COVID? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got my second shot on um Saturday. And so unlike the first shot, which didn't do anything, the second shot, baby, that motherfucker placaled me. <laughs> it handled the dolly. I was I had a little fever, nothing like heavy, heavy, but I had a little fever. I had, um, you know, hot look, temperature was rising, slept all of Sunday, all of um, Sunday, baby. Sunday was, I'm out of there. I got it Saturday at like 12. I was done all of Saturday night, went to bed, got up a little bit and then went back to sleep. Um Nothing, nothing like I remember. I thought I caught COVID like back in January, not this January, just passed, but the January before that, before it had any shutdowns happened. I thought I had caught COVID then because I had, um, it just was, I had never been sick like that. And I had a fever and I had like lung shit that was like, I was like coughing up, blah, blah, blah. blah. I remember that. Yeah, it was crazy. That, but that, but shut. We shut down in March, so that was in January. So I was like, "Yeah, we didn't even know about COVID in January." Well, United States didn't basically, and so this didn't feel like that. This just felt like a, you know, like a light fever. Oh, a tons of body aches. Like my whole body felt like creakety creak. <laughs> it was horrible, like a zombie, but. It only lasted when I woke up Monday morning, this morning, well, Sunday night. Um, well, it was morning. It was like two. So about I've been up since like two. No, no, no. Two on, on Monday, like 2 a.m. Monday morning. Okay. Um, and Monday, everything was done. 
So it was pretty good. I didn't have any. It wasn't a bad experience. I just was like, oh, shit, it's a, a day. And then it's back to normal. I feel regular now. It's not bad at all. It seems like everybody's body reacts different to COVID itself and the vaccine. Mm, yeah, just weird about it. Baby, because this girl's in wheelchairs, right? What? <laughs> what? What did they do with it? COVID put girls in wheelchairs? Yeah, I'm just taking a. Okay, let me not. Let, okay, listen. There was. There was this this episode I seen where this girl was crying about the vaccine on online and she was saying like people need to take accountability and stuff and she was in a wheelchair because of like her side effects and it was like some other people who had like the same kind of side from effects. the vaccine mm -hmm. like like um this was like it looked like it seemed like it was in another country though. like paralysis I don't know what it was given. I didn't go into death, but I remember she was trying to gather her. Oh, baby, if I see a bitch in some motherfucking wheelchair, baby, I'm going into death. I need to know what the tea is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see that yet. I heard about the blood clot with Johnson & Johnson. I heard about... Um, that's really all I heard about. Everybody else that I know personally that got it, the got the vaccination that it wasn't you know they, exactly what i was they were tired they had a fever maybe some headaches for like a day or two and then it was over okay not bad are y'all oh, thinking about getting vaccinated or no nah? well we just had covid so i feel like we immune Oh my God, y'all had. I don't feel like we're immune, but I feel like no, ain't no immune. Yeah, <laughs> I get COVID multiple times. That's true. I know that's not true, but that's because y'all traveling all over the world. That's not what happened. That's not how we got COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we got it, but y'all <laughs> just came from Chicago. <laughs> and y'all wow. see I know I be traveling around the world but I go and sit down like it ain't I don't be tipping around the cities we just be in the a house and chilling in the house that or out on a beach but we don't be fucking like oh let's go here let's go here let's go it don't be like that <laughs> well what, what seems to happen is Mia went to the beauty shop and then she came back with like a weird cough and i was like you sure you all right like like she was just cough randomly i was like you good and then like we would kiss and then i started to feel weird it was one day um i was going to work oh y'all both got coffee yes oh, yeah. huh living yeah. together kissing kiss yeah. swapping germs <laughs> <laughs> And then I got to work, and then after I was at work, and you know, already I started to feel kind of dizzy. I was like, "This is weird," and like I felt like kind of hot a little bit, and but that went away. Then I took a cold pill, and that made everything all right. No, you took ibuprofen. Yeah, I took yeah, I took ibuprofen, and then um, I felt better. And then it wasn't until like my throat got sore. And then after that, I lost taste and smell. And then that was it. That was all the symptoms I experienced. But, but you went and got tested. Yeah, yeah. I got tested um, about a couple of days after, after a sore throat. 
And then um, they made me stay home for 10 days. And uh, I went back Sunday, the past Sunday. And then I got tested and I tested negative before I went to work. So oh, good. But you didn't get tested, Mia, but you felt like you had it. No. Okay. So at first I didn't get tested because I didn't think that I had it. So I was like, this is not COVID. Like, you're supposed to wear me out. And then Z was like, I still will. I'm, I'm going to go get tested because I never had, I, I, I don't feel like I've ever had this before. So I was like, okay, I, I know we don't got it, but go ahead. And I was Popped you. Everybody experienced different symptoms. Like- yeah. So I was like, this is supposed to wear me out because I, I have had friends who had it, and they be telling me how they have. Feel like they had near death experiences. I was like, bitch, this is not it. But it's, it did feel like something I never had before. But I was like, girl, if this is COVID, she she played. <laughs> uh, but baby, when that positive test result came back, I said, oh. So I know if you got it, I definitely got it. So he was like, you should go get tested. I ain't got tested, and baby, that positive result. It's different when you when you don't think you got it. And you see that positive result on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I was gagging, but it was like, okay. So at first, like for as far as my symptoms, like I had like a, like a really dry cough without like um, mucus. Cause usually sometimes you have mucus like during a, like a regular cold and it was just a dry ass cough. And I'm like, okay, this is different. Maybe it's just like um, a little one, two, maybe I slept with the fan one too long or some shit like that. But no, um, it, I started feeling like very fatigued, like super fatigued, like where my eyes were aching and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I just really don't feel good. And it it happened for two days. And then after that, I still had the coughs and I didn't have any sore throat. I didn't lose sense of taste or smell. It just kind of like went away. I, I, I think I had a couple of um, headaches and I was hot, but that was it. Mm. It wasn't that bad. I'm glad she didn't come through and wear me out like like I heard on the news and my girlfriends. But. Yeah. Yeah, so is this going to change how y'all moving around? It's definitely going to change how I'm interacting with people. Mm. Well, the thing about it is you, Mia got it from either a carnival she went to her niece for her birthday, or I or, or get my hair done. Shop. So it's like those things. So what? It's like shop. a two week incubation period. How do y'all? Why do y'all think that? Why do y'all narrow it down to those places? Because that's like those are the two places I had I had visited. Before I had got back, cause I th- I think you be thinking, baby, we are busybodies, and we really be in the house. Like we we take opportunities, we do our little do deals here and there, but it's not like every week. Mm. So I just saw in our conversation of recording, y'all went to Chicago. You um London's birthday mm-hmm. was at the carnival. That was the carnival. And that's all I remember. But those are two events. <laughs> Chicago, we went. We went after it was contracted, but we didn't know for sure. Yeah, we didn't get. To we it. wasn't sure. Well, I didn't think that I had it. 
because I wouldn't I wouldn't have like went to Chicago or just been around people if I knew I had it. I'm not irresponsible like that. And I, and I morally wouldn't do anything like that. And that's why they, they say to wear a mask. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that because a lot of people don't know they have it or they asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Like people like Mia have well had a false notion that it's supposed to be more serious. Like some people are asymptomatic. That's why they say wear a mask Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know that they do have it as well. And that's why I will be continuing to wear my mask, even though I'm back. And that's what I'm going to do. Mask it up. And this now I do feel like in the streets, not that I had stopped totally in the streets, but you know, now I feel like I'm a little bit more free. I feel like I can, you know, with with ease, travel a little bit more <laughs> without having to without being, um, you know, totally still going to wear my mask, but without being, I just previously it was like, oh god, like when I would have to do like vigils and like when Monica had passed away and I had to travel to Dallas for shit. I was kind of like, oh God, I don't, I have to do this, but I don't want to do this <laughs> because I knew it was going to be groups of people that I didn't know. And it was kind of, that made it more like, oh God, why do I have to do this? Um, but now I would be like, okay, as long as I have my mask, I'm good. And, you know, I'm protecting other people. So yeah, I think, I think now I just can, the whole point of me getting it was so I can feel comfort. Did they give you, when you got it, did they give you information on it, like what it does, what it means to get it? Because it seems like even some vaccinated people don't get it. Like they'll say, like, for instance, at the airport, I saw two people interacting, like two strangers, because the lady had dropped something. And then they both was like, I've been vaccinated. And then the other guy was like, me too. And I don't think they realize that that doesn't mean you're immune to it. Right. Once you get the vaccination, that don't mean that you it means it just means your body is not gonna react to it in a way that's gonna kill your motherfucking ass. <laughs> you right. still can have it, you still can be a carrier, you can still yeah. pass it, da 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 da. So yes, um absolutely. And so but I looked into all three of them because that's actually why I wanted Johnson and Johnson, because Johnson and Johnson, when it comes to like newer strands, has a better Studies show that it has a better track record with newer strands, not just with COVID, but with newer strands than the other two. And so I actually wanted Johnson and Johnson, but then because I recently have gotten back on hormones, and anybody who knows um, about estrogen and da da da, it it makes you more susceptible to blood clots. And so then with Johnson and Johnson making you more susceptible to blood clots, I was like. Ooh. I don't know if I want to fuck with her because now I'm on moans and that. I don't know. Blood just going to be sick as oatmeal. <laughs> Wearing it out. So I was like, ooh, shit. I don't know if I want to do that one. But then I, I was trying to decide. But then when I when they hit me up for the appointment to set it up, they was like, all we got left is Pfizer. They didn't even have Moderna. And I was like, oh, then they making this decision for me. Cool. Let me get this Pfizer. Then going up there this second time. So the first time 
it was it was quiet. It wasn't a lot of people there. Like I, it was probably like two people there getting the first shot. You know, nobody is. Um, I told you it was real fucking um, military. Like the people who gave us the shot was like in their army fatigues. It was like you drive this cart up to a tent and they come out and ask you questions, ask you, um, you know, this list of questions about have you been sick? Um, just a bunch of questions. And then it was very military operation. That's what exactly what it felt like. And then so this time when I got to the place, it was locked down like it was. um they hadn't opened up the gates. So it was a long ass fucking line that everybody was standing in. And I was right behind this fucking bum. And he was talking and being too motherfucking friendly and close. And it was kind of annoying me. But and, but I'm also, in my mind, I'm also like, well, I don't want to make them feel weird. <laughs> so I'm yeah. talking back and... It just was all uncomfortable. My leg, I didn't like it. And so <laughs> and so they finally opened the doors and he got, and we not talk about like just some, he's one of them homeless people that carry like a, like a cart with a bunch of shit on it. Like those type of people. And so we behind him and he's trying to push his cart through this little gate. And the man is telling him, oh, you're going to have to leave your cart right here. You can't bring it in this way. Um, and we're going to be we're going to be standing here. Um, so we're not going to let nobody take your little cart or whatever. And he's like, nah, I got to bring my cart over here. The last time I came, I'm on my second shot. The last time I came, I was able to put my cart over here by the white tent. And and he's arguing with the people when the people is telling him, y'all, you can't bring the cart in here. What is up? You can't bring the cart. We're not going to let anybody steal your stuff. You can put it right here next to us. Just sit it right here. And he was like, well, the last time, he kept saying the last time they let me put it by the tent. And they kept saying, well, we don't know about what happened last time. But this time, you can't bring that cart past here. So what you going to do, sir? And so I'm getting annoyed because he is literally blocking us, the rest of the line for coming in. And we need, we can just go. And so I was like, all right, baby. <laughs> 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 and, and so it's 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 me, this white guy, and the 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 bum with the cart. And so the white guy is sitting there waiting. I said, all right, baby, excuse so while y'all sit and talk to him, let me get out the way. <laughs> and I go around him in his little cart and keep going straight. And the white boy is looking like, oh. I didn't know we could go around. You weren't trying to go around. <laughs> Let me get my little shot. And we all in this fucking line. And ain't nobody doing the six feet. And we ain't got our shots yet. This is our number two. So we not. <laughs> we not in the clear. I'm Get away from me. Back the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get to the um, little tent. And then the first time I came, it was like this little golf cart that took us to the tent. But because it's so many people, we got to get on this Metro bus with everybody. And I ain't been on no fucking bus since COVID happened. It feels super claustrophobic. <laughs> and so I'm sitting on it and I'm like, oh, they put us all in here together. But everybody got on their mags and they're not tripping. And um, so we finally drive the bus to the... um to 
we sit on the bus and then the, the dude says, all right, who needs Pfizer? Like it's certain people that need Moderna, some people with Johnson & Johnson. So everybody who is on a second Pfizer shot. So they make that second Pfizer shot group get on the little cart. So it's like, maybe like six of us. And then we drive over to this cart and this group of like soldiers come up with a little thing. So this all feels like scary. Like, oh, we're getting microchips. Oh, QAnon was right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it feels like that, but then they start asking you the normal, normal questions. So then we drive the same exact thing, go to another bus, and we got to sit there and wait 10 minutes just in case we have an allergic reaction. And there's tons of medical personnel like all around waiting to see if somebody has a reaction. And so all of us is together on this car and they stuck us in the arm and then we leave and go on about our business. And so it was a different kind of experience, but the people who I was around, they seemed like they had done their research too. Cause they were talking about it in a way that was like, they knew this is, wasn't going to make them immune. They knew they could still be carriers. You know, it was just good conversation. And so, and then the people were saying things like, yo, you know, if somebody had questions on the card, people, they were answering it and yeah. But it was like a conveyor, not a conveyor belt, uh, <laughs> but like an assembly line, like everybody, car after car after car after car. <laughs> and the little team will come over, put the little alcohol on your little arm and stick you and then send you about your business. Yeah, it seems like the number of people getting vaccinated is increasing. At first, there was a lot of hesitance, like a lot. Now it seems like people is getting over that hump now. Oh, yeah, I wasn't hesitant at all. No I wasn't more. hesitant at all. Soon as I have been in this house too much, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was, baby, I don't even. I don't want to say this, but honey, if they said, "Oh, this is some microchip," I almost felt like I would have been crazy. Be like, "Go ahead and microchip me, bitch." <laughs> My phone. I would have tried to. <laughs> I would have tried to motherfucking. Uh, I would have tried to be like justifying it. They can follow me with my phone, so I might y'all motherfuckers might as well chip me. <laughs> or something. But it felt like, child, I've been in this fucking house too long. I feel yeah. like life is just passing us by. Give me this vaccine. <laughs> Some people don't give a fuck. They just like fuck it, like us. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I do like, give a fuck. Like, we was just still out. Well, I gave a fuck. I just was, you know, cautious. You know, you, you have to take calculated risks. And that's what I was doing. Okay. No, y'all was not calculated. <laughs> you know, I was just, no, nah, I'm lying. Y'all been I'm, going to balls. Y'all been, it is different. Y'all going somewhere, y'all chilling alone in a hotel. Y'all been going to group functions. <laughs> this is true. Zita went out, honey, and got pissy drunk. No, oh, I'm sorry. No, nah, you know how to get pissy drunk. <laughs> Extra. But we have been having fun. We, we, I ain't gonna lie. We have been taking risks. And you say grease, you could get Corona, bitch. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. All right. So... There is a new show on Zeus. Have y'all are y'all subscribed to Zeus? Mm-hmm. I'm not subscribed to Zeus. She's not one of my things. I'm I'm a very Hulu, Netflix, and HBO girl. That is all I got. To, I got Disney too. I forgot about Disney. So I have four. I have so I get Hulu through my phone. Mm. So I have um, T-Mobile used to be Sprint, <laughs> um, T-Mobile, and so they give you a free. My package give me free Hulu. Um, I get Prime through my Amazon. I get Amazon Prime through Prime, yeah. So that, and I get HBO through that too. Like I got some kind of bundle where I get HBO through my Prime. Oh, work. And so all I really and so that's who gave me the Hulu. And then so I pay for Netflix and I pay for um um Disney. But I paid Disney up for a year. And so it was like because I paid up for a year, it was like sixty dollars. Oh, cute. And so I got all four. But I just, once Zeus came out, I was like, and the type of shows Zeus has been promoting when we talk about Black China, when we talk about um, Jocelyn Cabaret, I'm like, this ain't really my Jewish anyway. So I don't know if y'all ain't going to get my coin, no coins out of me. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> this ain't what it is. And so they have released a new show called baddies of atl or baddies in atl and it's all the infamous girls from bad girls club mm-hmm. and they are <clears throat> and they are in a house together typical um reality tv show big brother style shit and i guess they're trying to start a business or trying to do some kind of show together or whatever, some type of, you know, that's the premise of the show. And one of the girls is Sydney Starr. Work, bitch. <laughs> so I didn't know she was on Bad Girls Club, but I don't think she was on Bad Girls Club. She was on Love and Hip Hop in season mm-hmm. nine. And so I think they're just doing the diversity and inclusion thing. Let me, let's put a trans woman on the show just to shake it up but what made me go look up the show is there's a clip tipping around where 
Sydney is going off. Have y'all seen the clip? Mm-hmm. Sydney yes. is going off on the girl and the girl call her a dude. Yeah, fuck them bitches. The thing but- I, now, hold on. This is and y'all tell me. Y'all know, y'all know how I feel about Sydney Star. It's not I don't have anything against her personally, but I just think that she's you know, she's just a um I don't know. She's just like a box of rocks with hair. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I don't find her to be, um, I, I don't know. She just, I, I don't find her personality to be, you know, she's not there. There's other girls who just have personality like Shauna Brooks, you know, um, it's just girls that just, she just doesn't do it for me. I don't like, I don't think her personality is interesting. And so she's a beautiful girl, but that is where it stops, and that's the end of it. <laughs> and so seeing her go off on a chick, I was like, "Oh Lord, this is one of the this is a zoo show." I see what's happening, y'all. This is Bad Girls Club, yeah, y'all just go, going with this brand, cute. And then the girl asked, called her a dude, and all the other girls stood up, was like, "Yo." You doing now you going too far. And I was and I was I was my first reaction was Sydney done called this lady 511 bitches in this clip. Before she called her a dude, she done called this girl 511 bitches. Like a bunch of bitches. Bitches, bitch, 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 bitch. And in my mind, I was like, this is a zoo show. I said, she's about to pop you with something transphobic. I don't know what she going to say, but she about to give you that, baby girl. Like you, before I, before it even got to the end, I'm, I'm like, I know she's about to give you that. Because first of all, you calling her too many bitches. You can't expect, I know me, if I'm calling you disrespectful names, I'm expecting a cis woman to do, a, especially to these caliber of women, to do a low blow with you a man, you it is, and then something like that. I'm expecting it. Like I'm like, yes, this is where you're gonna go. This is all you can go to, bitch. <laughs> and so that's all you can go to. So I'm expecting it. So, but in the comments, I see everybody kind of like, of course. She's she's transphobic. That's transphobic, and da da da. But my reaction was, I don't know, girl. You was giving too many bitches. <laughs> I what, what you, you can't expect somebody to respect you, and everything else for grabs when it's beef, basically. Yeah, I don't know. What do y'all think about that? Do y'all think that it should be honor amongst thieves, <laughs> or or? It should always be respect all around. Your 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 um gender identity should be respected all around, no matter how out the bag you disrespecting people. <laughs> you go first. No, you go first, sir. You, we, <laughs> I think I think we, you know it's it's good to give men they spotlight when they. I mean, I feel like especially trans men of ex- I mean, men oh of child. Trans- <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, it is transphobic at the end of the day. But I mean, when you're reading, you're reading <laughs> like everything's up for grabs. Like when people are reading, 
I would expect it. Like, I would expect that the first thing people to go to if they know that I'm trans. Like, definitely, that would be the first thing. It, and it always has been. Like, is there a limit though? Like, cause. I don't know. It seems to be everybody got different limits because sometimes people is like, like health reads. Health reads are, everybody say, health reads are late. Don't do no health reads. But I know a lot of bitches, if, honey, if the if the recession has started, they'll go to health reads. It's, it's like, what is the limit? And is there, it should there still be a limit? Because in my mind, I'm like, what you just said, Z, Look, especially if it's on, now, if we just playing the dungeons with me and my Judy's, that's a whole different thing. Like if we're, your, it's your friends just kind of roasting each other. There is a limit. There's a, there's a place that I'm going to, that I can go. And there's going to be a place that I feel I'm, un, I will be uncomfortable going. But with it's somebody that I don't like. I don't have those limits. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to go for the jugular because we in a research and bitch and we don't like each other. So this is what it is. So ain't no limits. So what do you do y'all think is a limit? Is it a limit for y'all? So okay, so when I let me say this. When I seen Sydney on um Zeus, I was like, I'm proud of you. Like I'm I was happy for her because I I because I follow her too. And I, um, I seen like she's been trying to do this bad girl thing for a, a cute little minute, and the fact that she was able to pop to get it was like, work, bitch. Because I like, I like for us to. This is my thing. This is something that I like. This is the visibility that I like. I like being able to fit in cis head spaces that say that we're not supposed to be there, and she do that back to back to back. And I, that's what I really love. And when I seen the clip, I was like, yeah, bitch, stand your ground, bitch, wear her out. Because when she was on Love and Hip Hop, the reunion, um, was it Bobby Lights? It was a Butch Queen, it was a Butch Queen reading and he was, no, it was a Hispanic Butch Queen. I don't know, it was in Bobby Lights. It was a Hispanic Butch Queen, I don't know his name. The one with the big lips, like the yeah. over. I know you talking about. Lips. I don't know his name either, but I know who he looked like. He um he came a child's friend too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the big lips, and so he, <laughs> so he was um he was reading her. He was like, "And you stay, you stay in your place, bitch." And she kind of like, like reserved herself. And I was like, "Damn, bitch, that was your time to gather the, gather him." You know, just to serve yourself. So to see her stand up to her, I was like, yeah, work. And I was thinking, I was like, because I, I I always think about things like that. Like when you ever, whenever you were in a reading session with somebody else, like what's off limits? Because like, because my, I know my sister, my, my sister is one of them girls like, bitch, you start reading. She called me I'm, a girl. She called you a man. Baby. She goes down to the depths. She'll start talking about your education, you, the way you live, your look. Like she goes there. She try to hurt you where uh, to hit you where it hurts. So I'm like, I know girls like that 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 gather people. But then when I when I I'm in conversations with people and I'm in like different like reading sessions with people online or on Bego, 
I'm, I think to myself, like culturally, what are some of the things that we like really, really as black one? Well, as a black person, this is my like my perspective. Being like racial slurs, that's something that's out of like out of out of bounds. That'll get you twirled, and that's not something that you usually hear during the argument. Like you'll hear like a one two maybe if they if they're feeling that pussy. Like I'm talking about like regularly. Like you regularly. For me, this is my perspective. I really don't hear a lot of racial slurs. Like it seems like they try to reserve them. But oh, and people's kids, that's something they try to reserve, especially the super straights. They be like, Oh, bitch, you got you went there, okay, we're there. But you know, there are women who don't give a fuck. Like, bitch, I'll I'll fight you while you pregnant. And so, so okay, well, wait, wait. So you said so with particularly other other races, you can't. They can't use the N word. That go, that's too far. Well, I hear them do that all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Kids, kids, like so. Don't talk about my kids. Don't mm-hmm. if we arguing. Don't bring my kids in it. Uh, in the queer cool. community, particularly AMAP folks, um, health reads are late. Mm-hmm. Um, health reads are late. Um, with the trans community, misgendering, re- old names, that is that seems to be like, oh, you're going too far. But also, I see people using Caitlyn Jenner's wrong pronouns and calling her Bruce and dead naming her just because she has bad politics. And I have said this multiple times. You can be against her politics without misgendering her i think people i literally had to follow a page that i really like um i had to unfollow a page that i really like on instagram because they continued to misgender caitlin and i th- i think that's inappropriate like i think i think that it's and it's different if we, we're in a we're in a recession with caitlin like we in her yeah. face, she's saying different something disrespectful. I'm saying something disrespectful. All right, Bruce, honey, like you know, and we're in each other's face. But when you're just talking about com- commentating on their politics, I think that that's shady. I think that that's not um the same thing. Um, so, so with trans folks, is that some with cisgender women or women, period. Folks don't like to be called bitches. That's like a, a classic or cunt. That's classic misogyny. I think it, and it also depends on your classism. Like if you're a a, a banshee, a banshee girl, it do hit, but it really don't. But if you like one of them super high, uh, super high, quote unquote, high class respectability politics type of girl, a bitch will burn your pussy. Yeah, that or, bitch. Or. or um, Men like pussy ass nigga, bitches. Fuck nigga. boy. Play with their masculinity. Mm-hmm. Anything that plays with their masculinity. Um. So yeah, those are the like those are the 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 no's for me, and like those those unspoken rules. I feel like when you're reading, but people do do it. So this is my thing. I do understand that people will do it, but I think you should get popped in your motherfucking mouth. Just like you get popped in your mouth. If you, if you call me a racial slur, I think you should get popped in your mouth. If you call me a man, I think they, I think they hold the same way. But you, but if you, but imagine 
if they felt like that about Sydney in that clip, she mm -hmm. could call her a million bitches. You expect me, you expect me to let you disrespect me and call me a bitch, and I don't say something disrespectful back to you. Mm -hmm. That's and a read good read is a one up. It ain't no equal. It's a one up. <laughs> it ain't. It's not about if you if when you read it, you supposed to do something that's bigger than what I read you before. You it's a it's a one up. And so I feel like yeah, you call me a bitch a couple of times. I let it ride. I let it ride. But you keep calling me a bitch. Cool. Let me wear you out. Boy, if you don't get your nigga ass out of here, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's her one and up. I know this is gonna hurt you because you 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 know you one of them things, you one of them it's. So let me show you how I put you back in your place. <laughs> yeah, but I also think like I also feel like like okay, that's cool. You know, we're reading this stuff. And people, people can read, and you can go there if you want to. But this is how I, I feel. If you go there, if you call me a nigger in the conversation, if you call me a man, you misgender me. If you call me a stupid bitch, or if you if you call me a bad mother, and you say that my children should be taken away from me, or you do any of those uh, of those things that are um the the nose or i'm sorry the the unspoken rules within a within an argument i think that you can you can't come back from that it's not you can't you can't get upset and call me a man and then we kumbaya and then you say oh i'm i really i really didn't mean that i was just mad at you you can't call me a nigger and then say oh i i was actually just upset i i, I really really love the black community it just <laughs> you have to take accountability for your actions with when you when you read and you go that way you can't you can't take that back so is that what everything Yes, God. I, I, well, that's how I feel. That's just that's my perspective. If you go there, then you gotta you gotta be able to take accountability when you come back down from there. Well, okay. So if somebody gave an HIV read, yeah, you are late for that. And so when you when you done reading, when you done reading, and you didn't you didn't tell me that you hope I die and that I and that I'm a, a plague on the earth or whatever you want to say that's late. When you come back down and I see you at a pride at a pride um place and you and you you being positive about HIV awareness, bitch, I'm gonna remind you of what you said. I'm I think I think you need to take accountability. You can't you can't go there in a reading session and they be like, oh, I was just mad. I was trying to get one up on you. No, bitch, you meant that because you were upset and you would speak. You spoke how you felt because you wouldn't came out your mouth if you didn't feel like that for real, for real. Mm, I don't know. That's how I feel. I think I think it especially hit different when a cis person says it because when I watch ballroom throwbacks when they be outside and stuff, they be calling each other bricks and but that but that's the community. I know like, that's like, why I said yeah, it's yeah. harder when it's a cis person and they be calling each other bricks. It depends men. on the it depends on the cis person too. Yeah, to me. Yeah, it, but I just know it would hit different. Or a cis person to be transphobic to me than another trans person we're reading. Like that's how Yeah. Okay, so would it would it hurt harder for a cis woman to call you a woman or a cis man call you a woman? Both, because they both well, a man. Yeah, a man. Right. Cause the cons you bitches don't I mean, 
the cis, the cis, the cis, the cis women, when they be, when they try to call you a man, that don't make me feel, um, I mean, when the men call me a man, that don't, that don't make me feel no way. I'm just like, whatever, like you, you're performing, you could be performing in the cis, this, but a cis woman, oh baby, that burns my pussy. <laughs> More than the men? I don't even talk about the trade because I know what I'm giving. Oh. Yeah, but the, it's, it's equal, women, equal for me. If I know the intent is to be shady, it's equal. And yeah. I'm going to read you the same way. <laughs> However... I'm not letting the men make it, but I'm saying it's just... it. I don't know. It hits harder for cis women. I guess because of my trauma, like the trauma that I've been through with cis women. Like Every time I, I've gotten into with, with one that was transphobic, they get to pat their pussy and spread their coochie lips. And but you don't think that that hard. is because you're making a difference that that is rooted in some type of jadedness about them? Uh-huh. I feel like that's rooted in some kind of jaded. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that too. Okay. Yeah. Because I know I've been through more trauma around my transits around men so that's why it triggers me yeah versus when, that's why it triggers me more right and i know that um men are nasty to a bad people especially so it's just a different trigger yeah for me. like with like with like 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 okay black people will use classism and call a black person who doesn't perform correctly in society, a nigger, I've heard it so many times. And I've I've heard it from black people. Oh, you're acting like that's a nigger. That's not a black person. I've heard like I've heard like ignorant ass black people say that. Very ignorant. And I'm like, it, it doesn't hold the same weight as a white person saying or somebody at uh, uh, that's not black, but it's still wrong. Yeah, if I if I hear a black person saying that, like using using the n word as a pejorative, like a serious pejorative, I it makes them look so stupid to me. And I don't know if that's my politics or whatever. It just make it makes them look ridiculous. Like I, I just yeah. feel like you just sound stupid. Like, <laughs> like you like, sound like, stupid. Like when trans people are are transphobic to other trans people, I think to myself, this is how you view yourself. Like this is like there's trans yeah. women I've seen and vice versa, misgender trans men, and then I'm and then I kind of don't feel no way about it because I'm like you view yourself as a man if you view me <laughs> as a woman, yeah. like. Yeah, but that, but just to let you know, that is true. They do. They just <laughs> butch queens up in drags. <laughs> butch queens that got surgery. That's why they can. That's why they can think that you are uh, a woman still, because they in the inside of them, they still think they a woman. They they a man too. <laughs> they still think that. But 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 that's a whole nother conversation when we gonna keep it a secret. <laughs> so um, so there has been incidents, but it's not about me when I was younger. Definitely not as an older person at all. Um, but when I was like in my teens and early twenties, if I'm reading with a brick, I've been transphobic in a situation where I'm like, "Bitch, you ain't even got titties." 
Take that, take that stuff off your brow. Take that stuff, honey. And you know, I'll put my shirt up, baby. These is real, baby. They don't come off. You know, you plan, you plan that little role where I'm, honey. You, you still got to work as a boy, girl. <laughs> don't say, don't like be feeling it. I mean, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that, but it gets you in that position. Well, I'm like, sweetie, you still got stubble underside of your chin. I'm like, what you still like, you need to get stock in Gillette. Because <laughs> I know you still spend a bunch of money on your razors. <laughs> so it will be in no situation, but it's a reading session. And so it may, I may be being transphobic in that situation. But for whatever reason, I feel like you're doing too motherfucking much. And so I'm going to put you in your place. And to put you in your place, this is my route. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but this is my route. (laughs) Just so you know. especially And usually if I go there, it's because they have went there in some kind of way. Yeah. I'm like, well, let me remind you that we ain't on the same level. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I also feel like um, there's a time and a place. Like with Bad Girls Club, I expect there to be reading sessions, especially if it's a trans woman on there. Like that's what right. makes the show. That's what make that's what on Zeus. Makes the show. And then this, and then she people in the comments on, on the video you talking about Diamond was saying that she's um like she was what was the point of her bringing that up and. Like the girl on the show was trying to make it seem like, oh, now you got a mouth now that the cameras are on. But if I was Sydney, my pussy would be burnt too because you, you, you're. She said that basically she stopped her from getting on the Bad Girls Club. Yeah, so, so that was the point of Sydney. Just so y'all know about the video, Sydney said that the girl she was reading that she was calling all the kind of bitches is I'm I'm still I'm still shitty at you because. I was told that you were the motherfucker because you just said she's been trying to get on the bad girls club and she never got to get on it. Mm-hmm. And so Sydney is like, you the one who stopped me from being able to get on it. And so bitch, that I forgot. And now that we in this moment, I'm telling you about it, bitch. Yeah. That's why I don't fuck with you. And, uh, and in my mind, I was like, mm, she's saying a lot of bitches. And I, I thought the girl would have, I, Cause the conversation went a little minute before she got to the dude part. <laughs> Cause even the editing, you like, oh, hmm, she still is good. She's kind of like, oh, you bring this up now, da 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 da. And then she went to the you a dude, sweetie. But the crazy thing is, as if I'm not mistaken, like following um, Sydney, she basically she was trying to be cool with Sydney, and Sydney was like, "Bitch, let me let me tell you that I know your tea, actually." Uh. And I, I I can't I can't stand people like that. Like when I I really can't stand cis people who who perform in our face, but you really don't want us to be in the same spaces with you. And you do what you can to deny our access. I've been in, um, in the, in, in, and I've been in the industry where I've seen it and it can be passive aggressive or it can be direct. Yeah. And then when but they'll back. be in your face. Hey, Miss Thing, you look so cute. Oh, you're so fierce. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. They'll be in your and face. Then when, 
And then when they mad, they don't come out again. Yes, of course. I just want to know if y'all felt I I didn't want to, you know, I know how I feel about Sydney, so I didn't want to just jump on her case, but I was like, yeah, I just felt like you're going to get called a dude if you're calling people bitches. Like, if she just was talking shit to her, like, yo, I know you said that shit about me, girl. You so whack for doing that. Da, da, da. But because she was bitching her, bitching, bitch, 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 I'm like, oh, she's about to give you, you a man, you a dude. She's about to give it to you. So I just wanted to know what y'all thought about it. So if you are listening, tell me, hashtag Marsha's Play, and tell me, tell us, what um tell us what is too far for you or is it no rules <laughs> when when they before we stop when they gonna stop using that as like a shock factor like <laughs> a trans like, woman like no like reminding people they are man like or just oh they're not gonna they gonna they're not gonna or, stop using or, that. or using clips to make it like a <gasps> she did it like, like that's so boring at this point to me it's like but it is one of those it's a slur and that they know how um, impact they know how impactful that word is it's kind of like when you see clips of of people using racial slurs or just whatever type of slur you you gag because you're like bitch the nerve mm-hmm. like you've seen reading sessions but <laughs> it's bitches who go above and beyond and uh, the 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 one up, like you said, Mia, sometimes the one up is the pop. <laughs> sometimes Maybe. to me, I feel that that's when I know my read has really dig deep into your soul. When you're trying to pop me, girl. Oh, yes, but I'm a, I'm a twirler, so I'm ready. But <laughs> I always expect the twirl to go down. But I know it done got into your soul when you're ready to twirl. I know because <laughs> <laughs> you ready to twirl. If I know the read done, we got real good into your soul. <laughs> yeah, let us know what's too far for y'all and what y'all think about the clip. There has been a lot of conversation about legendary and how or if it's a real represent- representation of ballroom. And so a lot a lot of the ballroom community is talking about it. And there are a lot of people who are true to ballroom and was there in the beginning who feel like it's being saturated, it's being whitewashed, and it's not, it's becoming something that, you know, that it's becoming something that Basically, they. How can I explain it? It's becoming something that like pose, like like pose, like fucking out, like the fucking over of the people in the background, in in you know, like the situation with pose and with Janet Mock is talking about. Just that shit that white people do when they when they um steal culture. What's that shit called? Appropriation. In, um, appropriation. Yeah, so it's being appropriated, and so um. People are trying to like get into the details as to like how it's different and like what's going on. And I just wanted to talk about some of the things I've been hearing and um, see y'all perspectives on it. Okay, so Legendary is a show 
that I've never watched it because I'm just not into the boxing like that. I'm just not. And so I never, I see the clips. I see Megan Thee Stallion. I see, um, what's the dark skin guy? Um, the main host, is that him? He's not dark skin, but it's, uh, no, his, what's his name? His name's not tricky. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Oh, honestly, don't know. I don't know. He's like brown skin. He's the one I'm talking with about. With the high top, with the high top pants. Yeah, what's? The, I mean, I oh, Deshaun, Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun. But yes, that's all I know. I know him with the box. I know Megan. I know the girl who <laughs> magically became queer once she got the job for Legendary. <laughs> She just was like, oh, I'm queer. I'm bisexual. I ain't never said she was queer or bisexual before. But when she yeah, get called out, ooh, that. And then I see different family groups I see. So, yeah, they basically, they have categories like at a ball. Is it like a ball, just like a regular show, like a ball or show? It's, it's not like a ball. It's, okay. it, it's like, to me, it's like a performance. Like, and it's, it's not... It's not judged the same way a ball is. Like, it's some bitches that done fell out of dips. People that had tripped and fell that would have been chopped in real ballroom. They, be, they grace them a lot more on this show. And also, like, I feel like, like, it's more so about favoritism and talent. And I've just been hearing that, like, different people are being treated different ways. And different pays and <laughs> depending on like the type of person you are what you can bring i so seen a thread i seen a thread of a person who they said that they were like the start of the kiki ball and they were like they're taking the culture and like uh, making it seem like they were a part of it like on that show, it just, I just see a lot of rumbles about ball. And in my mind, I think like, I was like, but isn't this what always happens when something comes out of the underground? Like even in other genres, if something comes out of the underground and goes mainstream, because I posted this on my Facebook recently, I said, is ballroom still considered underground now? Yeah. And so, because now it's, it ain't like it did. It, it just seems like it's something else compared to like what it did with Vogue. Like what it did when Madonna put Vogue on the map. It seemed like it was like a style of dance that was trendy, boom, and then back to the underground. What's happening now, it just feels like it's coming out of the underground and become, there's multiple things. It's not just one little, one little thing about Ballroom that's coming out. Ballroom, multiple things are coming about. You got polls, you got shows that's rooted in ballroom, you got a show like Legendary rooted in ballroom. It seems like it's becoming a more cultural statement, a cultural um, phenomenon that's a little bit mainstream. I'm seeing videos of people who got houses in other countries coming to balls from other countries and mm -hmm. it's just getting bigger. Like TikTok videos of cisgender girls is voguing and um and getting a tens and really competing and so for me and really competing so for me it just feels like it is um 
it's just it just growing to be bigger than underground. And so that's why I asked that. But it feels like this is what happens with something. When we think about like punk rock music, when we think about um Club kid, like the breakdance. Well, I don't know if that's the same thing, like breakdancing and like not, not just anything. Think about other genres that are just that start off underground that come out and gets bigger, you know, and gets mainstream. Anybody who um who was a fan of it before it got mainstream, there's always this rumble of, oh, it's change. Oh, it's different. Oh, it's that. Oh, they went commercial. It's always going to be a sector that supports it going mainstream. Like, ooh, we're getting our just do finally. They're, they're finally seeing us and they're happy about it. And then when that shine comes, there's another group that's like, ooh, it's changing. No, it's not the same. Oh, no, 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 no. They're taking our stuff. Oh, they're changing what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. It just seems like that is a normal part of something coming out of subculture. Yeah, but I will, I will say this. Um, I agree with you as far as like um, the appropriation of ballroom. But what you see on Legendary is not ballroom. It is uh, to me, um, I I feel like it is it's it's something that is it's like a a dance show because like there's certain there's certain things that they're looking for in the performances that you wouldn't nor they wouldn't normally ask for in ballroom like of course the five elements of ball of a vogue dub but like they're looking for a show like for for instance entertainment when you really the only kind of like things that kind of stay true to ballroom is when they when they battle each other like if if a house loses and they have to battle each other or if they do like runway and these small bits and pieces that you see a face but like the way they're judging it's, it's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that that is 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 corrupting it I, I don't think that ballroom is from your question you said is ballroom not underground anymore. I feel like ballroom is still underground because true ballroom is true ballroom. Like you, you can't make a TV show and I'm like, I'm grateful for, I'm one of the people that's grateful for, but they're also kind of like side eyeing in a way, because I feel like if you're going to take like something, well not take it. If you're going to try to share an experience, then it should be authentic to the culture and that's not what we see but what i do what i do want to give the roses to is for for like the opportunity and the platform that it gives the people in ballroom who have who have con contributed their lives to ballroom they they've made state statements and they've actually been pioneers and they created moments and in, in different dance styles that people like like a laomi Right. And, you know, or, or Jason Prodigy or Sasha or No Shade, Andre, Ms. Uh, Rahi, ja of course, Jack Gucci, uh, Gorgeous Gucci, like just other people who have contributed to it. It, it, it helps. Not all. Some. Well, well, some. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it helps like people get into places. So when when you can 
get into that office and be able to make orders. You can show what true ballroom it is. So maybe they have to do what they have to do in order to get to that place of privilege to be able to make change. But the legendary is not real ballroom. It does give you little sneak piece of what ballroom is underground, but it's not ballroom. And it can't it can't change what ballroom is. Because if you actually go to a ball, you'll see the complete difference. You said you heard some other stuff. Yeah, just just behind the scenes, how it's it's it's. I don't want to like put word for word because I didn't write anything down or 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 read just, it. Just but shut like this, right? And I did. You wasn't in here. Oh. I they they're just doing different things behind the scenes. They're not treating everybody fair. This is not. It's it's almost like like there there are certain people that they're rooting for. Like other people don't even have a chance because they already have like a set plan of how they want. It legendary to go to go if that makes sense yes but that that is that is normal production (laughs) we are putting on a show and whoever we think is deserving to be a star whoever we think is going to give us the most ratings that is who we are going to center and i think like i said i think that is um a part of any culture coming out of the mainstream once the mainstream locks onto it and they are the gatekeepers and the and the people who they are coming to it is two different type of gatekeepers it's the hollywood executives and it's also the people who are in ball scene that is stamping the approval you feel what i'm saying who is saying this is somebody who needs to be um centered this is somebody oh yeah let me bring my judy in let me bring this person is they're also being gatekeepers too and so if you're not getting the representation if you're not getting real elements then i think it's it's both of those people are held accountable more so the people who are in ballroom who are like "Mm, this is kind of watering this watering it down but i think that's an element of when you go mainstream because now now the whole goal is for it to appeal to a bigger audience is to mm-hmm. appeal to everybody and get the ratings and we right. want the elements that are fire yeah but okay before you go kelly with kelly kelly miss uh kelly gorgeous dude kelly miss rahi but she's a gorgeous gorgeous gucci yeah, gorgeous Gucci. Um, she was saying that she feel like ballroom could have created their own platform, like and used their own resources to make it authentic instead of whitewashing themselves, or yeah, instead of whitewashing themselves to be on that type of platform. Like they could have, because they have celebrities come to balls all the time. Those so they could have. They could have networked with those celebrities and and had them help them in some time, or not even just help them. Like there's so many like different different people in in, in barroom who have different privileges and access that they could have. I feel like they could have made barroom the explosion of barroom actually authentic to the culture. So why didn't they do that? I'm, I know you. I'm. I know you don't know. Right, that. and that's a good question. Yeah, it's like why it if that's the, the coin, case? It could have been for the coin. Like, oh, bitch, y'all, y'all giving a hundred, a hundred k, bitch. That's that's sickening. Like, that's life changing for some people. And I, I, one thing that I really kind of like gagged, like some tea that was behind the scenes. So there's a trans woman on the show, and. <laughs> 
she's post-op and she's saying like she's she's she refers to herself as a cis, an allied cis woman and i'm kind of like trying to understand what's your source what's my source yeah like break well it down. from from that person's mouth no i'm saying like break it down okay so i was that? watching like um Dante, I think his name is Dante Balenciaga. They had like a, a Mother's Day like show with the Maya um, and some of the other girls. Some of the, the prominent ballroom mothers in um, ballroom culture. And so one of the girls was just referring to themselves as a cis woman and that's how they refer to themselves on the show, on Legendary. And they may do that in real life too, but you know, you know, do <laughs> that was the represent how you feel is your best your ability or just you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shade no other trans woman who decides to um refer to themselves in any way like you know identify however you want to but it was kind of like it's strange to me it's it's scientifically inaccurate though. Right, but even though it's science, even though it's scientifically inaccurate, like can you shade her for how she identifies? I'm not gonna shade her, but I'm saying in my head that scientifically incorrect because let's look at the definition of cisgender. <laughs> I'm gonna read it word for word. Kelly will also contend that basically, like, oh, I got it. they keep her on the show and not the others. But cisgender means denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. Right. So maybe that's how she feels. And so you know, <laughs> no. If that's how she feels, then that's how she so feels. So if like you're a trans woman, feel like you're a cisgender woman. Mm -hmm. That's what trans this is. I mean, it's a lot of ballroom girls who feel like they're just women. Wait. And they don't associate themselves Wait. with transness. They can they can be allies if they want to. It's a nightmare. Let them be yeah. allies. I think it's strange. I've I, I, I known that some of them feel that way. Like the post-op people, some of them feel that way, but I never heard them actually say out their mouth. I'm cisgender because they're post-op. And I'm not saying she's... They, no, she didn't she, say because she yeah, was post-op. she didn't say that, but it's the only thing that makes sense. But why? Get your life. Any type of sense. I feel like maybe she's going to turn it and gather the girls, or maybe that's truly how she feels. Who knows? But yeah, I remember seeing um, Rihanna at a ball, uh, at a regular ball. So they definitely... Could have like you got Rihanna like an A-list celebrity, but I think they just wanted it to be. I don't know. It looked like it's to. Um, it looks to me when I watch it, it looks like it's to cater to um, cis folks, and I don't know. It's because it's a lot of men in ballroom that usually get the spotlight. It kind of it kind of it kind of gives a feel that. Um, 
it's a it's mm, I ain't gonna say that, but it seemed like in some you ways you do think the ballroom is well, it, the, it, an AMAP game. Yeah, no, no, it caters to AMAP people mostly. Yes, ballroom does. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it. it I I I'll watch it. And you. Watch I mean, there are this women in ballroom, but work. Yeah, I said it was it was catered. To, it looked like it's catered to cis folks and catered to AMAP people, like AMAP queer people. And so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I've got nothing against that, but I'm just saying, but it's not my, it's, that's why it's not really my cup of tea. Like, I can see young folks being like, oh my gosh, I see a representation of people like me that like to dance like me. That, you know, I can see that being like, you know, like I can see teens or young folks being like, I fuck with that. But, I don't know. Well, that's my tea for the day, honey. I I just I wanted to well not yeah kind of I guess it's a little tea. That's what I wanted to talk about. So you know, tell us what y'all think. Is it still underground? If it has gotten so mainstream, what does evolution looks like? Like, what does evolution look like? Because balls evolve. Ball scene has evolved. Even ball scene is not how it was in the seventies. It's not how it was in the eighties. You feel what I'm saying? Seventies. It, there's a ball scene and then there was an 80s ball scene that was totally different from the 70s and then the 90s was totally different from the 80s there was some elements that that came over but it it evolves and so is this the new evolution of you know what does evolution look like when we talk about taking it to that next level that mainstream level and does that change it forever does that make it inauthentic like you know, it's like, I don't know. Y'all tell us what y'all think. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Tell us what, you know, what you think about the state of ballroom going mainstream. I saw an article recently of a black trans man. What's his name? His name is Britton. Damn, what was his last name? Brit. Oh shit. Britton Hamilton. Um, he's from New Orleans. Oh, I don't know if he's from New Orleans, but he's applying to be a police officer in New Orleans. Um, before I start, I have many thoughts on this article. It's quite interesting. Um, all right, so basically, he is filing a lawsuit to NOPD, New Orleans Police Department, for discrimination because of him being transgender. So, um, work. Um, so basically, the NOPD's response to it was the decision not to move forward with the applicant in question did not involve any discrimination against the individual as a member of a protected group. So what happened was, basically there's many steps to becoming a police officer. So what he did was um, he went through the steps, he went through the physical, um, in the tests and all that. In, well, certain tests, and they gave him um, a conditional offer. 
And the conditional offer is uh, basically they say, okay, congrats. If you pass these next two steps or next couple steps or whatever what steps we have, you're officially in. And a so, conditional offer usually means you're in. Right, right. Most right. cops that I know who were trying to be cops and da da da, and they made it. The conditional offers offer is usually what says, "Oh, you definitely got it," because you did the physical test, you did the, um, the drug test, the drug test, you did, you know, all the background stuff that you needed to do, and and Britain passed that with flying colors, and so right. that's why you get the conditional offer. Right, right, and he's he's also an ex-military guy, all that. So they all said, the shit they love, right? <laughs> it said, right. The letter says, "Congratulations." The letter constitutes a conditional offer of employment as a police. Blah blah blah. Um, the police academy is scheduled to begin. Blah blah blah. However, a final con- unconditional offer will be extended only upon successful completion of the following. Uh, one, a psychological screening in accordance with any applicable rules or laws. Two, a medical screening in accordance with any applicable rules or laws. And three, completion of the background investigation to include information with neither legal nor practice, blah, blah, blah. So he he got two and three, if I'm not mistaken, but it was the one, the... They they gave him they took it they took the offer away they said we regret to inform you based on the psychological assessment of your emotional and behavioral characteristics, city of New Orleans is not able to offer you the position of police recruit. He said it was his dream to be a cop and his reasoning for being wanting to be a cop is especially now he wants to be a positive view in the people of color community, especially now because we see co- so because we see cops as bad. So that's his uh, reason. Captain, uh, Captain Save a Hoe. I wanna I wanna make the image of the state so good to the black people. My me getting hired as a cop is gonna make the whole black community of New Orleans feel better about cops. All right, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> so, so he took that. He took that, that. Them saying we regret, you know, them taking away the offer automatically. To it was because I'm transgender. I agree. Actually, huh? I agree. I think that they did. And and don't get me wrong, like, like the thing about there's many factors in it to me. One of them is they're able to see your dead name, like, like hire people, like employers. They're still able to when they do the background check, they're still able to see what old names you go by. Um, and I don't know if they could see the sex, but I'm pretty sure they can. Like they can see your past history. Like I know when oh, I they have it. a very clear the right. Britain has a very clear um he has a name that's very clearly, you know. Yeah. So, similar to his dead name too. Yeah. So but on the other hand, I'm like on the other hand, I know that um, 
military folks do deal with a lot of psychological challenges <laughs> and behavioral issues, especially cops in general. Like some of them, yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, and I and my dad wanted to be a cop, and I know that psychologically, I'm like, where are you at? <laughs> a lot of the time, and they probably he. So you're saying that he took the task, and because of his history, that you this is your, you don't know for sure, but you think this might could happen because of his history, his history with the military his the evaluation he just failed it he was like no you you probably got some psd P ptsd and da 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 and they picked up on it through your evaluation and you're not right it could be but i also know because i don't want to i don't want to make it into you pulled the trans card because that's not that i feel like what Paul Mooney, Mooney said, they they said you pulled such and such card to make it um, to make it seem less severe, to lessen it, to make it seem like it's not a serious issue. Like when they make fun of us for pulling the black card, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't want to make it seem like that, but sometimes like when, it sounds like you're making it seem like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also know based off of that and because of New Orleans having a governor, <laughs> like there's so many things, a governor that, that said he was against anti-trans stuff and it actually being inclusive out there. But I also have on one hand, what if the military, what if, because of um, the, because of people holding police officers more accountable nowadays, um, what if this their way of saying, okay, this is one of the ways we're going to make the police, <laughs> the we're police not letting none there. of the crazies in, and not crazies <laughs> in transgender crazy, but crazies is in. Your your psych evaluation is nigga, you off. So no, we not letting we don't care if you trans or cisgender, you are off. And we're trying to reform this shit. We don't want to bring another off motherfucker into our foe. We already got motherfuckers killing people and you know they already on our back. So if you got some history of your craziness, not the trans stuff, just you being crazy in this evaluation, we don't want to fuck with you. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what he's saying. Well, I feel but like it's, it's, I, I consider the possibility, but I also know I, I don't want to lessen it. I know how shady people are to trans people because they can see all of our past information mm -hmm. and because they try to make it seem like it's something else when it's really not that. And they basically bug the system to make things go in their favor to discriminate. And they do that. And yeah, they, they, they play. Do. They play in that field all the time. Cause you, so, there are some of them like you, like you, you just said, like people do it, like make it. They fuck with the system in order to go in favor of of how they feel, even though they are transphobic. Like they don't want to hire you, but like there are some people who have been in like the game for so long. When I say the game, I'm talking about like in HR or just in be blue collar or whatever. And they know how to like.
use the use the system in order to go to their narrative and make it look right on paper mm -hmm. so I, I that could be a possibility also mm -hmm. mm. yeah i just thought it was an interesting story a lot of it was like it what was weird to me when he said that he wanted to be a cops because black people look at cops as bad i was like i ain't gonna lie that made me have <laughs> it made, made you side eye hard as hell like this. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you side eye. Like, that's what I felt during that moment. I was like, child, you trying to be a cop this bad. I'm all for a Sude motherfucking ass. That's why I, well, I'm so glad <laughs> that we got protections, workforce discrimination. Come on, let's <laughs> wear it out. Great. I love it that we got that protection. So use it. If if you feel like these motherfuckers got you together because you trans, use it. I don't care if you got a hint, if it's a hint of it, if whatever. If, if you believe that you can get them together, get the motherfuckers together. Sue they ass. Wear it out. Because I feel like, just like you said, Z, there's so much of the information that they should have been able to have early on that I don't understand why they they got to the point of the letter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand. If it was about transness, I feel like they could have been known it, which makes me feel like it might not have been the transness. It might have been the psychological evaluation for real, for real, because they could have been knowing that. They could have background checks first. Like they that's the first thing they typically do. But they the could have been but they could have also like played it like, oh. We we gonna let you go uh, continue with this process to make you think you're gonna get it, but we don't accept training, baby. So we gonna make <laughs> you think that you know, you're going to get it, but we're gonna figure out a way we can deny your motherfucking ass. They could have done that too. Mm, yeah, I don't put it past. I don't put it past them. But well, honey, I hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, uh, also wins. Also, what made me more in favor of like of him was the the NOPD saying um, it wasn't it didn't involve any discrimination against the individual as a member of a protected group. I kind of was like that means that yeah, it's it sounds um. What is it called when people be like saying what they have to say in order for it to be politically correct? Yes, yeah, it's like a politically correct way of saying, bitch, we're not discriminating you against you because you're a trans person, but you very well could be because, bitch, we know how you girls do. And exactly what you just explained a few seconds ago. Like, they know how to word it where it's aligned with what they want to do. Literally, HR, that's what HR people do. They literally are there to protect the company. They're not there to protect the worker. They are there to protect the company. Know that. <laughs> and so they are there to protect whoever's working and making the statements. They are there to protect the police department. They are not there and then what you don't understand is because this is becoming national news, local news, and you talk about you want to, you still, nobody's going to stop me from wanting to be a cop. This is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this right here is going to stop you from being a cop in other places. Because as soon as you try to go apply for other places and they look you up and they find this shit, 
they gonna be like, nope. Because at the end of the day, it is. Let me whisper. It is the police state. It is a good old boys club. And so, if you already snitching before you get in the motherfucking door, you're yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely, they definitely not going to hire you after that. No, no you're out. You are a liability now. You are you done sued before you even got in. <laughs> before you even got in. So when we got when we done killed another motherfucker and we trying to hide the motherfucking video body cam footage. <laughs> yeah, like no, like no. You you letting us know you already gonna snitch. My nigga, you don't understand how the good old boys work, and this is this is Louisiana, motherfucker. <laughs> this ain't up there, you know. You're not up there in Illinois and New York City. <laughs> you down here in the South, buddy. It's Deep good old boys. Why did they give me a good old um flashback from the Boom Boom Room? What's that? What's that movie called? Life. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. No, you this you done fucked it up for yourself, dog. <laughs> I'm just yeah. letting you know. I don't know who what cop what what or what station is gonna be like, sure, you sued your the last people you applied for. Okay. <laughs> Come on in. And then they made you not pass the psyche valve. Oh, but, but you know, quite as it's really cats, the people don't live for the girls. <laughs> what you mean? For trans people, like people, like companies feel like reliabilities because because there isn't a lot of what's that thing that you do, Diamond, that you get paid for cultural competency where you teach people about trans people and how they should be fit. They should put their policies in workplace workplaces there are there are companies who who lack that who are esteemed and that and they lack that cultural competency when it comes to trainness so a lot of them feel like bitch you gonna come in here and shake it up and we don't know what it's gonna give you we could be caught slipping and they got together and we were kind of really don't want to deal with that even though you are a really good candidate Bitch, we don't got we don't got time for you, you liberals and you girls to be trying to change <laughs> policy. We're comfortable. This culture that we have is comfortable. The super straights are doing what they have to do. You're gonna come in here and raise this rainbow and pink and blue flag, girl. It's too much. We don't want to have to change policy from one person, and then you're gonna invite other trainees, and then it's gonna be a whole training fest. We can't do that. And a lot of and a lot of the corporations, and then it also costs money too to change policy in the workplace, and they don't want to do that also. But they also some of them also look at it like we need the fittest of the fittest, like we need people that are mentally not mentally challenged, like you transsexuals. <laughs> 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 like no, we need That's the fittest because so it's a war against the police state and. We need the fittest. Like, that's how they feel. Take that crazy tranny shit <laughs> to the nonprofits, not here at the police station. Speaking <laughs> of crazy bitches, y'all heard about y'all good girlfriend? Um, uh, what's this thing? Who's in um 
political cunts. The um transphobic one with the um JB as her daughter. Angela's there. Miss Angela. Y'all seen the show? The Dr. Phil show? Didn't we already talk about it? Did we? Yeah, we did. We did talk about it, my bad. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so the tea is she was okay, so yeah, that's what I meant. That's why I brought it up. Because she went on um Shauna Brooks show with consciously and some other queer guys. And um well, I don't know who else on it, but I know consciously is on it. And she was calling Shauna Brooks the correct pronouns, but she said the reason why she couldn't call her daughter the correct pronouns was because she gave birth to her daughter and Shauna is her friend. What? Bitch, what? But you couldn't but you couldn't call Ashley? um Ashley her pronouns on a show. So that was contradicting as fuck because or is it because you didn't know her? So you only call your trans because the daughter was saying she got a lot of uh, trans friends and and gay friends. It's confusing. I just I don't. It understand. is performing. She is trying to be famous, girl. And Doctor Phil and everybody talking about this shit is getting her more and more famous, y'all. She got paid she real well for that for going on Doctor Phil. Her and her daughter got paid well, like ten k. And and then she turned around when she was in the golf cart and was mad and was saying that why didn't y'all warn me about this liberal show? You know, but she wanted to fix her relationship on Doctor Phil. They needed Anyala. Anyala would have got them together, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my time. You dirty gut snipe. <laughs> neither, ne neither one of them was there to actually heal the relationship. They was there to get their money. They was there to read too. But they need Anyala to come in there and put that no, hand on your heal. heart and rub your chest and just let it out. No, I, I, Yanla uh, does crazy shit too. Did y'all see the episode where she was pointing at the uh, pictures with Hazel E? <laughs> What is this? this is what you would say to Rosa Barks? <laughs> Working in front of Maya Angelou. You'd be shaking your ass in front of uh, Coretta Scott King. <laughs> You'll do that in front. You'd be Doing that in front of Sojourner Truth, that's what you'll be doing. When she was pointing to the motherfucking pictures, bitch, I would have cackled. I was like, bitch, my was stripping too, ho. <laughs> she was. She was on and stripping too. Bitch. <laughs> but Anyala kind of got, she do got like super binary and respectab high respectability. Yeah, she, she all IT, all respectable IT. I love her. I love her. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> well, all right. Tell us what y'all think. Do y'all think this case is um, a trans person playing the trans car or do you think it's actual discrimination? Or does it matter? Go for it. Sue the fucking cops. Defund their ass, even if it's if it takes suing them <laughs> and you getting some money. Go for it. What y'all think? Hashtag Marcia's play. Um, I think that is it. So the transgender district and the Common Wealth Club of San Francisco are hosting a black API and transgender solidarity roundtable. <laughs> Roundtable featuring Andy Merrill, 
Aloche, I can't say this last name and I'm not going to get it. <laughs> uh, Juniper Yoon and me, <laughs> Diamond. We will be talking about, um, you know, like I said, being black, being API, being transgender and, you know, solidarity, you know, when it comes to us lifting each other up and being allies to each other. So make sure you check that out. It I posted it on our Marsha's Play um, Facebook page. It is going to be May 27th, Monday at 5 Pacific time. So what is that, Eastern? So it's going to be 8 Eastern and 5 Pacific time and 7 Central. So check us out. That is May 7th. We're going to have that amazing conversation. And we will see y'all next week. May 7th. May 27th. 27th. Okay. Yeah, All right. Make sure y'all tune in and it's free. Y'all got to pay nothing. It's free. (laughs) Just come and listen. And I will post it on our Instagram. I already posted on our Facebook, but I'll post it on our Instagram soon. Make sure you come check us out. All right. See y'all next week. See you. Bye, y'all. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be.